Mama don't like tattletales. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. What up everybody, it's Cash. And this is Hightower. Cash, how you doing? Doing terrific, how about yourself? Can't complain, can't complain. Yeah. How, how, how are you tonight? <laughs> how is everybody feeling tonight? I know, I've got a lot of Ace Ventura quotes still, yeah, still coming out of me. You can't, you can't do it, but yeah, it's not just us today though. We do have a third man. That's right. Who's the third man? It's Sting! <laughs> it's not Sting. It is not. It's Brooks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Brooks is joining us because he went to the movies with us. I'm just going to go ahead and jump into our housekeeping right yeah, now. Yeah, do it. Absolutely. Housekeeping! Okay, so we went to a movie this past weekend. You, me, Brooks, a couple other buddies, Brooks's buddy and another buddy of mine. And we saw 1988's They Live. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. By John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. So, hey, don't don't play your hand too, too yeah. early. But here in a minute, we're going to get Brooks' review of the film. Where he can give it a give it his own score. He can say, we'll ask him some questions. Oh, yeah. We'll give him some things to kind of bounce back and forth but uh so yeah so that's what we did that was my housekeeping we went and saw they live in the movie theater 35 year anniversary that's right it was pretty special a lot of a lot of people in the theater i was pretty impressed there was more people there than i thought there would be that's for sure do the guy next to you i haven't been in a movie in a long time where the <laughs> there was so much audience participation i uh, that goes into my random question for later so okay uh, good that, I, <laughs> that guy was like oh here we go i didn't i didn't want to be rude but your buddy was like oh, i thought that was you making those noises down there i was like come you on say that. that's right. i'm better than that like, i thought that was don't, you don't be don't be so rude huh oh man okay well we don't. We'll talk more. They live here in a minute. Yes. Let's get to your housekeeping. Yeah, I just got a few things. I'll, I'll hit it again at the beginning. The socials, please. You know, again, keep keep those lines of communication open. Movies with Cash and Hightower on Facebook and Instagram, and then Cash and spelled out A N D Cash and Hightower at Gmail dot com. Always I, open for business. I thought it was Gmail. It is okay. Gmail. <laughs> cash and Hightower Gmail-y. at Gmail dot com. Um. So yeah, obviously, you know, please hit us up on that. And then really, I only had two updates. First one, I'll go quick. I, I announced last episode I was going back through Stranger Things, and mm-hmm. I needed to amend my uh, previous statement on season two. I think it's just because I hadn't seen it before, and I was like, oh, this is different. Like I'd seen enough of season one stuff, but season two is definitely not better than season one. Yeah, the season two is like really what turns me on Will. Will is just yeah. beyond obnoxious in season two. It's real rough. I there are still things that I like about it, like oh, towards yeah. the end when it picks up a yeah, little bit. I was I good with it, but man, like it's still a good show, still entertaining, but it's probably the worst. I, I was way season. off base. Yeah, number, um, number one and number three are the top dogs for me. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing I got here, we got uh, two more baseball games to keep you updated on. Breeders it's baseball. Breeders baseball. We won. We won two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we won. Good game. It was a tight one. It was. The opposing team brought in one of their better pitchers in the league, I will say. Yeah. And Cash took them deep. <laughs> way out. Two. Two on the air. That's right. Were you serious two. about the record, by the yeah, way, Yeah, because the, the guy who 
who the, the guy who you'd be tied with if you hit one more was ba- is that old guy that was back there. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's like he like confirmed it's three. So, so three on the year is the record, huh? Yep. So you're we right there. Two more weeks, so so some McGuire all over here. Here we go. We'll see what happens. So yeah, so yeah, so Cash got another dinger. Oh, it was tough. And then this week we played like crap. And we, like, yeah, we, and we, we still almost won. We also say we had to come from behind. We almost if that one guy would have been hustling, yeah. we might have tied it up. Little extracurriculars this week too with some some chirping oh, that's going right. on. Yeah, we had a yeah we had our way too eventful for ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was yeah I was gonna say I don't like those ten o'clock games. We I don't either. We usually don't hit very well in those, but so yeah one and one. So what we're I think we're what three and three on the year. I think we're three and three. So not sitting as pretty as we were last year, but no. I think that might be for the best. I think we're still set up all right. We got we have good pitching. Yeah. We just got to get our bats to... Got to wake them up. Got to wait. Yeah, we got everyone to come through. Wake those bats up. We might get Brooks. We, I, I told I told my parents, I was like, hey, maybe we need to get some young blood in here. Some young yeah, blood. that would be great. <laughs> you got your own baseball. You that's got to true. finish up. You're still playing. But that's it. That was it for my housekeeping. Okay. Housekeeping is over with. Done. Now, we will move to John Carpenter's They Live. Yes. Oh. You see, I take these glasses off... She looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on from Maldehyde face. That's what That's we got. That's enough out of you. So we'll let we'll let Brixen on this one. So let's do let's do history with the film. Okay. So you start. You and me start. Yep. Okay. Wait, do you have a question? Sorry. I do have a random question. We can do it after the history. I don't care. Whatever way you want. Whichever you prefer. What do you, you what, what do you think? We'll do it better? after. Okay. We'll, we'll do it after. Do it after. We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> So this actually, this is one of the later John Carpenter films that I saw. I, this was not one on my regular rotation uh, when I was younger. Fair enough. Came to it super late. Um, we're not obviously going to get into you know the the whole political aspect of it because there's a whole. But mm-hmm. I was always a little sour because it was I was sort of like throwing down on Reagan stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot, and I'll be darned, I won't tip my hand, but. If you're gonna do it, make it entertaining. And by golly, yeah. this is an entertaining flick. Right. Um, I think I saw this for the first time though, like maybe five years ago, five ten years ago at the most. Um, seen it several times since then, and then obviously I didn't realize it was 35 years. Kind of snuck up on me. Which, yeah, I'm not crazy. <laughs> 35 years will sneak up on you as you're it well sure, aware. It sure will. Um, but no, uh, overall, um, I, like I said, more recent, but definitely one that I I keep on rotation now for sure. So I saw this when I was a lot much younger. So, like, all the political undertones and the consumerism and all that stuff did not yeah. even... I just thought we had some bad aliens coming in and trying to take over the... That, yeah. That's, that, it was pretty black and white to me. And you know what? No, hey, no pun intended. Yeah, I was going to say no pun intended. <laughs> and there's still that. Yeah, that's right. There is still that. That's right. So, it was just... To me, it was just like, hey, Hot Rod Roddy Piper's in a movie? Like, I'm in. And that's then... Right. This was before I was even, like, a... Before I realized I was a huge John Carpenter fan. Mm-hmm. So you had Hot Rod, you had just him beating up aliens and the, the Keith David too. Keith David was really good. Keith David's great in like almost everything he's in. The uh just the like the camera work going back and forth from the black to white, black and white stuff. That was just that was a fun that like really pulled me in. I was yeah. like, Oh, okay. This is cool. Yes. This is cool. All right, Brooks, what's your history with the film? My history of the film, I actually just saw this a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, okay. For the first time. In theaters on the thirty-fifth anniversary. That's right. What you? What were your initial thoughts? Um, it was. I mean, I expected it because I kind of knew what the movie was going into it, but it exceeded my expectations. Oh, so thumb, thumb, two thumbs up. Yes. Nice. What was your? Who do you think 
was the best actor in the film. Hmm. And if you don't know their name, you can just say like it's, their character. It's obviously Roddy Piper. Yeah, Roddy Piper. And then second best is obviously Keith, Keith David. Is it Keith David? Yeah, it's Keith David. Yeah. Not David Keith. Right. Keith David. <laughs> Keith David. Keith David. That's right. Yeah, Keith David's pretty good too. He's Frank. Frank. And we'll get into we'll get into it more. We're just gonna we're gonna let Brooks give us his review here, and then we'll we'll show him the door. But okay, so Roddy Piper was your A plus. How did you feel about the blue eyed Meg Foster, the the creepy lady with the blue eyes? Remember her? What? You know, remember she like throws him out of a window? Remember that lady? Oh. What were your thoughts on her? She was weird. Like, did you think? Did you think she was good, bad? Did she like? Not did at she? All. Did she swerve you? She had like no reaction at all when yeah. she like got him in the in the car and like. Yeah, and then she. Just drive. Then she threw him out of a window. Yeah, threw that's him. right. Okay, she but you go. That's right. But then what happened when she showed back up? Then what were you thinking when she showed up at the at like the at the meeting? Room. Yeah. Yeah. I was confused. Okay. Because I thought that she was an alien at first. Hmm. But we see her yeah. with the glasses, so we yeah. know she's not, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so they get to the thing, and then there's all this explosive stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about her. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, it was just like, we saw her there, yeah. and then I didn't really think anything. A little out of sight, out of mind? Yeah. And you forgot about her? Yeah, and then she shows up again randomly? Okay. Yeah. All right, what did you think of the look of the aliens? Like the, like those creepy oh, yeah. masks and makeup uh, they were wearing? I thought it was pretty funny. Pretty funny? Okay. Some, you get like a... I feel like Nash thought they were kind of creepy when I showed him a picture yeah. earlier. So First time I saw him, I was like, whoa, what's that? And then as like he would look at him without the glasses, and then it would just be like an old lady or something, yeah. and then they'd change it, and it'd be some creepy looking. I feel like when I was little, if you see just the still image of the mask, it's way creepier. Yeah. But then if you see them in a movie and they're like and trying to talk and it, it makes it way more comical. It does. It kind of ruins like it, they're definitely not scary when you like see them. It it does, but it to me it just adds more charm to this. Oh, like, for sure, yeah. But you like thinking of it now, like yeah, it's kind of like it just looks like a rubber mask that people yeah. are trying to talk through, and that's kind of silly. But but at the same time, they don't have an upper lip. That's we're it's true. we're pra- we're we're big on practicality here. We like the practical effects. We do. And it's so awesome that they're actually, like, someone created these masks and, like, you know, the, like, the computer, you know, digitized stuff they put in here was horrible. Like, yeah. those little floating things. Oh, my gosh. They sh- yeah, they shouldn't have just not even had those, but. Okay, what else? You got any questions for Brooks? I got, so I got one, Brooks. I'll ask you this because I like to do the random question here. And the, the gentleman next to me really made me think of this. So we talked about how glad we were to be back at movie theaters and. Ever since COVID and everything, but what is your least favorite thing about watching movies in the movie theaters? Um, when I have to actually sit by someone, I don't know. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's fair. One time I got a stinky guy next to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, stinky guy. Yeah. That's not a, great. That's too bad. You need to carry around a thing of Axe body spray. That's right. That's how you Just nip that in the bud. Spray it, yep. spray it all over. Uh, what was I, I was going to ask you something else and I totally forgot. Do you, do you think that... I was a good dad or a bad dad in taking you to see They Live, which is a rated R movie. Um, I feel like we got some it, looks when we when we entered. It it could have been a PG thirteen movie. That's, that's true. Nowadays, yeah, because you what you had just watched the that last I mean, Hunger Games movie. Yeah, and that like, was way more oh, yeah, intense. But there wasn't really language. The language probably took it. Like, yeah, there nowadays was, I mean that's borderline though now. Yeah, 
Yeah, now you're yeah, allowed so much stuff. Well, with PG-13, you're only allowed one F-word. I'm pretty it's sure. That's true. That's true. I, don't, I feel like there's even more. Like, some stuff, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my... Well, that that last Hunger Games movie was, like, super intense. Like, it was, like, it was way more intense. Yeah. It wasn't as cool as the fight scene, which we'll talk well, about obviously. later. But, yeah, I was going to... What was your favorite scene of the entire movie? The fight scene yeah, between you, Roddy Piper and Keith Davis. Yeah, you and Benji were cutting oh, up over man. there. I could hear you guys cracking up during that it fight scene. hilarious. Yeah, that's a pretty iconic moment. What's your least favorite aspect about going to... My least favorite thing about going to the movies is when you have like an unruly person in the theater. Like, Luckily, it hasn't happened too often. What movie did I just see where I thought we were going to have a... Oh, it was during Blue Beetle. There were some people in the front row. It was a smaller, it was a smaller showing. Mm-hmm. And like, it, there were a ton of people there. Oh, it was the night that it was uh, like half-price movie tickets. Mm-hmm. Remember that or something? Yeah. It was like... It was like $4 seats or something. Yeah. So anyway, it was packed. And there were some people up front that just were like talking like loud to each other, just being super disrespectful. And they were getting a lot of shushes, you know, around them. And I was like, oh, this should be, this should go over well. But they calmed down and there was no problem. But I normally I hate that type of stuff, but yeah. It, yeah. it was okay. How about you? I don't know why. Like, this is nails on a chalkboard to me. When you go to a movie, especially like a premiere and bunch of people there and they get done with the movie and people stand up and start clapping oh yes i hate that no one knows no one is gonna see there it's not like the actors are on the other side of the screen like oh cool they really liked it it's just like no you're standing up and clapping at a projection i totally agree drives me nuts i'm okay with you like clapping in your seat just be like you know with your friends or partner whoever just be like oh yeah yeah that was pretty good but yeah to stand up and like do that is just absolutely ridiculous no i agree 100 percent. okay all right, so here you go. This is your final moment here. We're gonna you okay. get you can rank this movie on the Richter scale. Right. So the perfect score is six point nine. The worst score would be zero. So it's gotta be zero to six point nine. Okay. What are you giving? They live. Hmm. I'm gonna say a five point nine. A five point nine. Okay, so just for reference, I don't have my sheet pulled up here. Let's see if I can find it real quick. It's a strong rating. Without breaking it, without breaking our system here. Five point nine. I'll have to look it up later. Well, once we once we go to tally, I'll look it up. But I don't. I I'm afraid to do it. So, okay. So Brooks, thanks for joining us. Do you have any parting words you'd like to say? Not this year. Oh, there we go. Well done. Well done. Thanks for joining, buddy. Yeah. All right. See you guys. All right. Adios. We're See gonna take ya. a short break, and then we will come back. We'll be here, and we'll finish her up. Oh yeah. All right. Either put on these glasses. Or start eating that trash can. Not this year. And we're back. We're here. And we're ready to talk. They live. They live. Sands Brooks. He was thanks for thanks for letting me do that. He was very excited. No, absolutely. I was glad. He joined the podcast. He was a big fan of the movie. He he was talking about it for like a week after. <laughs> he loved the fight scene. I'm sure he forgot what he wanted to actually say, but I'm glad he got that uh not this year, quote in, because he loved that line of uh, <laughs> put these glasses on and start eating that trash can. That's right. <laughs> Not this year. So, yeah, that's good. No, I uh, we don't get to do many run-ins anymore, so I'm, I'm glad that no. we got a chance to do that. Oh, it reminds me. I ran into uh, our good friend Darb Mahoney. Okay. And he's up for he he's ready, he's ready for another draft. Okay. So I said, all right, man, we'll get it set up. We need to. And we still we keep talking about it. I know Big Dave's still yeah, talking we'll get, to me about it. Yeah, we need to get Dave. We need to do that Marvel one, too. We need to get Dave in. We're or also, just superhero, I guess I should say. We're getting we're we're starting to heat up our talks about our book. Mm-hmm. That's we're gonna, true. We're going to start getting that going. So, yeah. So, we got we got a lot of stuff out on the horizon. 
would you say that we're trying to make people consume our books oh. and consume our podcast? Oh. Put these glasses on. I was really bummed out because uh, there was a really cool looking Bermuda Triangle book behind Roddy Piper in that scene. And I refuse to believe that that's like just, you know, nothing nothing to it. That, that's real, man. That's real. People disappeared for like years. Oh, yeah. Several years. Look at Uncle Fester. That's right. He forgot who he that's, was. That's true. Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. Watch out, man. There's a great DuckTales episode, too, where they get lost in the oh, Bermuda Triangle. Oh, that's right. Fantastic stuff. I forgot about that. All right. Let's kick this off. So we've talked history. We've talked. You've, we've done your random questions. Yeah. Annoying people in the theater. Yes. Let's just jump in. That's like pouring perfume on a pig. Yeah. So we just kick off. We got... Uh, I didn't realize his name was Nada. He's bum, bil- bum, bum. Build as Nada. In- Nada. They don't ever say his name. I mean, I remember, I remember that, but I was like, I don't remember what they call it. So anyway, Roddy Piper, Hot Rod, mm-hmm. um, he's walking into town. I believe, I don't even know if the, the, it's L.A., right? Like, it's supposed to be Los Angeles? Or yeah. That, okay. Yep. It's like a dystopian L.A. So he's walking in. He's got his backpack on. Clearly, like, hitchhiking, vagabond mm-hmm. sort of person. Just trying to come into town looking for work. Um Great music, like you said. I don't. I know it's oh, just man. simple tones, but it is. It's almost like a. It feels like a western or something. Just a. Boom, I, that's boom, what I thought too. Boom. But I love it. I would, if I could, like choose a soundtrack to like when I'm just walking down the street. This would be my. Absolutely. This would be my jam. Casual stroll down the street. It's like that Family Guy where it's like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so he's he's going around. And he just he's trying to find some work, and even the, it's the tough times. The unemployment people are giving him guff about stuff. Yeah. Everybody's very judgmental here. That lady who like tells them she's like, "We don't have anything for you." Yeah, she reminds me. Have you seen Monsters Inc.? Oh yeah, and the secretary yeah, lady always watching yeah. you, Wazowski. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh absolutely. That's exactly who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I know exactly who. You're... Always watching, dude. You nailed it. Uh, and then we get a little bit of uh, sidewalk preaching. He hears a little bit about the preacher saying people are. You know, being brainwashed, basically, mm-hmm. and lulled mm-hmm. to sleep, and you got to wake up, and... I'll be darned. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you hear these people sometimes, you're like, oh, they're a crazy person, you know, no big deal. Look at Quentin Tarantino and Little Nicky, right? That's, that's right. Yeah. That's so true. You make the Lord very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but then he bumps into Frank. Oh, yes. Keith David. Keith David. His favorite color? Purple. <laughs> And he's uh, he's like, hey, you know, if you're looking for some work, I might be able to come up, you know, might be able to hook you up. And then he goes to this job, this construction site. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand this foreman. Like, he is immediately given Roddy static. Apparently, that's how it used to work in the I, in the 80s. I mean, I guess, but I, what do you think? Like, because the whole thing, like, is because they even make a point, like, this is a union job. And you see people standing around, like, the, the joke about union work and everything mm-hmm. else. But. I'm like, okay, so if you can bring on a guy without him being in a union and get some cheap labor out of this, like to me, that's like peak underhanded, like CEO. Oh, like, for oh, sure. why would you give this guy so much yeah. guff? That guy seems a little shady. It's like he he like has to say it just you know oh, yeah. so, so other people can hear him say it, but really he's like, you know, I'll pay you under the table yeah. also. And but don't, but don't, don't you? Yeah, but don't be sleeping on the site. It's like good grief. Yeah, man. When do I get paid then? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. There's, <clears throat> aside from the whole alien subplot and everything else, the what you know what the most unbelievable part about this is to me? Uh, what's that? The fact that Roddy Piper looks the way he looks. Oh, very, yeah. very, you know, 
He's strong. Jacked. He's jacked. He looks super strong in this, and we're just supposed to uh, go along with the fact that he's just drifting from town to town looking for work. Yeah, right. Where do you find the time to get to the gym, young man? Seriously. So, I'm taken out of the movie right away. He must be doing construction jobs in every single That's town. Right. I just, I don't buy it. The thing that took me out of the film is that uh, Keith David's wearing a purple tank top. Like, a, just a really mm-hmm. light purple tank top, which is just, I don't know, it's just so strange... <laughs> It's a and then, color. And then later on, he doubles down with like a purple sweatshirt over that purple tank top. Okay, purple's, purple's where it's at. It's like, what is happening, Keith David? <laughs> what is going on? That's the that's just what he woke up. He's like, you know what? Purple. It's just so distracting to me. I have no idea why, but that like little <laughs> thing did, just bugs me. I didn't me. even, until you mentioned it now, Purple I no on idea. purple. Okay. All right, Keith. He's a purple people eater. That's what he is. <laughs> Big Vikings fan. That's right. And Keith, he, uh, or Frank and, and not like they having discussions about, you know, feeling shortchanged and everything mm-hmm. else. And Frank's like, Hey, I'll take you to a place where I'm hanging out. Basically. It's like a commune of sorts, yep. but was it justice town or Justiceville? I forget what he said. I can't remember. It's justice something, but takes him over to this place. It's a nice little setup, kind of well, an, an abandoned lot. We should also say Keith David, very friendly, just like all around. He is stand but also up guy. like super prickly too. I mean, Hey, but I get it. It's hard times. <laughs> That's hard times, Daddy. But Piper, he's a total jerk to him. He is for too. a guy like offering him. <laughs> yeah, you want. Yeah, it's like. Well, he's like, yeah, you want to come hang out with me? And he's like, I don't like people following me. Yeah, I don't like going where somebody's leading me. And I was like, so. yeah. It's, they, have a, they have a weird back and forth. They do. It's like, man, you guys. Just need I'm sure it. that's part of the theme of the movie. No, sure, like, sure. Yeah, but absolutely. So they get to the camp and basically they get you know kind of a rundown of what's going on and. Mm-hmm. Food and everything else, and we're going to meet Gilbert. I love Gilbert. I, I love Gilbert, too. Peter this, Jason. Yeah, there you go. Peter Jason. This is the guy who does the... <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in Prince of Darkness. He does, he's always doing the... <laughs> yep, yep. Did you recognize, too, that speaking of later in the movie, um, it, right when they're doing the um, the meeting, right before like the cops come in and break it up at mm-hmm. the very end, mm-hmm. that one dude was also in Prince of Darkness too. The taller guy with like bald top and kind of oh, longer hair. He's, I can't remember who he is in Prince of Darkness though. Oh shoot, I didn't even see him. Yeah, I think he's one of like the early ones that get picked off in that. Okay. But it was I, as soon as I, I was like, oh Darn. yeah, there's that. I, I, I'll look at that later. A, there, that kind of goes in line with something else. I'm going to wait till we get there. But there's, there's an actor that flashes up for like literally two seconds. And I'm pretty sure it's him, but there's like no other, we don't see him ever again. There's no other mention of him. Is so. he, is he heavily makeuped? No. Okay. Then I've... It's him. It looks just like him, but it's literally for like a scene. Okay. And he like runs away. We never see him again. Interesting. But I'm almost hundred percent sure it's this guy, but okay. we'll wait because it's like at the very end of the movie. I will say like watching it this time too, just trying to watch it for the show. I, I can see like. The thing in this movie, I can see Big Trouble in this movie, oh, yeah. and I can see Prince of Darkness. Like oh, I yeah. see all of those. I mean, that's probably you can do that with most any John Carpenter. I, I'm sure. Dude, but. I, I I see uh, Escape from New York too. Yes, I see all of his like films coming running together here, which is kind of nice. It's I'm like it's the amalgamation of all these great movies. I totally agree. And this one came like late. This was like kind of his like last like kind of was one of his last hurrahs. So. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we, we find out. So Gilbert's running the place. Uh, super cordial guy. It's not just him. There's a few people, I think, that are in charge, basically. Right. But they I got, think he, the buck stops with him. They got hot food and hot showers. Hot food, hot showers. Um, and, then, you know, and he's open. He's uh, right. He's like, hey, if you're a handyman, you know, we got some work. His shower's about ready to cave in on us or whatever. And Did you see how much food Roddy Piper took? 
Yes. I was like, dude, that's your first night there. You got to play a little bit. A little I cooler. know, right? Well, I mean, clearly he's got to bulk up. He's in his bulking phase. I mean, he yeah, he needs his calories, but dude, like I, he that was a very selfish portion. And I think she's even like, "Would you like more peas?" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, <laughs> keep them coming." <laughs> Can we just talk about this for a second? Peas are disgusting, by the way. By you themselves, uh, by themselves, a hundred percent agree. In stuff, I'm all on board. Do you know what's just fantastic? Which my wife just absolutely hates, but peas and carrots. Mm-hmm. That mix of peas and carrots, I'm all in. I love peas in salads and chicken pot pie. A vegetable medley. Vegetable medley. I'll, all day. I will eat that up. But peas by themselves is like eating yeah, like you. flavored dirt. I'm with you. I don't like... I'm so with you. Great I can't, call. I can't do it. Hey, great hot take right there. Thank you. Thank great you. hot I take. I appreciate that. Uh, we also get a little bit... I believe it's this first night. They're walking around, and he runs into... It's... Um, I don't know. It, it read from Back to the Future. I think he's just listed as Drifter in this is, movie. His name Buck Flowers. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, the old... The old Old drifter. He's watching TV and he's, you know, end of the world type stuff. You know, he's just (laughs) rambling on. But this signal's cutting in. This is really what made me think of Prince Prince of Darkness. Oh, it's like almost ripped 100% from it. But this guy's like, you know. Wait, is this before Prince of Darkness? No, this is after. So Prince of Darkness was 87. So this, Prince of Darkness was in between Big Trouble and this. Good call, good call. So... I guess I'm pretty sure it's during this. So he, Roddy, they're all watching TV, and then that guy cuts in. And, you know, you're, you're being lulled to sleep and everything else. And then Roddy sees that the blind preacher that he saw earlier. Yeah, what was that? that is was mouthing it. Just because he's memorized the message, or I don't know is if he, he I don't, hooked in? It's, it's got to be because he knows the recording or well, something. because they're talking about jamming the signal and all this stuff. So, but I'm like, I got the impression like the preacher has some sort of powers to block. The, oh, really? That's the way oh, I. Oh man, it. I took it as like he. Has just heard the speech so many times that he. But then the times where they get stopped, he's. I don't hear. It's weird. It's a weird. Yeah, because he like. It's like he's trying to break through their signal. Mm-hmm. I got great call. It's, I just. I don't know. There is something weird about it. But that's what I like on. though, because you don't really know for sure. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is just like because there's a older white dude that's doing the preaching on TV, but the blind preacher mm-hmm. is an African American guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is just like how he's presenting it. But then we see that that guy that's on TV is part of like Gilbert's crew too. Yeah. So that's why I said, like, I don't, I don't fully know. Is the guy on TV, the the white guy you're talking about, the big like burly guy? Mm-hmm. Is he also the guy in Prince of Darkness also doing the t- like? Oh TV man, interviews? I don't know. Is that That'd the be same a great guy? Connection? I, probably not. I'm probably misremembering. I'd like gosh, to hope so. It reminds me of that, but. So anyway, just you know, things aren't stirring the Kool Aid. I also, well done. I also have another uh, note I wrote that Buck Flower, the like mm-hmm. homeless guy with the beard you were talking about, he's giving off uh, serious cousin Eddie vibes. Oh yeah, absolutely, like big time. Real end of the world yeah. type stuff. You serious, Clark? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy guy, keep. <laughs> so. Uh, Roddy's, you know, watching because they go back, they go across the street. Gilbert and, and the leaders of this group go back across the street and he hears mm-hmm. the choir singing. Mm-hmm. And in a cool old church, Roddy's like immediately kind of got some, you know, his spidey senses are tingling. So he's like, "Hey, how come? Yeah, how come there's singing going on?" Why is four he o'clock? so worried about it? And he's so like blasé about everything else. Like, why is he worried yeah. about this? He's like, "My mind my own business, my own business." He's like, "Well, hold on, there's something going on at this church, yeah, that just ain't right." So then he saunters over there and goes into this back room where the door was left open, finds that the singing is from a tape. But you know, do you know what the song is? I love this song. No, what The Real Rock of Ages. Oh. The the Christian Rock of Ages song. I didn't I did not know. Not Def Leppard. No. Also good. <laughs> rock of Ages. Great song. 
So he sees he's got there's a table with a bunch of chemistry stuff and sunglasses, and then he accidentally stumbles into this uh, false floor or false door. Then mm-hmm. it's got more boxes and stuff, and just he's like, "All right." But we don't know what what's don't, in there yet. Yeah. Don't know what's going on, and then he turns around, and then the the blind preachers we're just choking him out. <laughs> it's just immediately he's like, "Hi, Nancy, can I come over later and touch your face?" <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> totally reminded me of Step Brothers. Let me, let me touch your face. You'll be back. <laughs> That's awesome. Roddy's just, he's freaked out about it. He's like, he's not happening. And then we don't actually, I don't think we see him go back to the job site ever again, other than. No, not the job site. Not until like later in the movie. When yeah. He's so Frank. he worked there for a day. So I, I guess maybe that foreman. One was day's right pay. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, when Roddy's like searched around downstairs though, we do get a shot of the upstairs church scene going on. And it's like Gilbert and the guy that yeah. was doing the interference, and then another guy who looks just like Keith David that I first was like, I did a double take. I was like, oh, that's not well, that. it. <laughs> he's not wearing a purple sweatshirt. Maybe that's why Keith David wore a purple that's, sweatshirt. He had to differentiate himself. Oh, my gosh. Problem I think solved. we figured it out. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, we see him. They had, like, a satellite in the church. And they're talking about the problems mm-hmm. they're having of, like, so that's blocking, I think I think you're right. Blocking then. the interference. So then I don't think the blind preacher has that power then, because yeah. that would make more sense. But we, all they're just saying, like all these, like you know, like we might need to move the shipment. They're just like they're being very coy about what the shipment is. Um, and then that night, so Roddy's still keeping an eye on stuff. And then that night, yeah, with like binoculars. Yeah, he's watching binoculars, and then somehow <laughs> doesn't hear the helicopter overhead. Oh, until I hate look. I hate movies like this. Yeah, there's like <laughs> all of a sudden a he looks up in the helicopter, he hears it, and then. All hell breaks loose here. Like the the yeah. cops storm the place, they're storming the church. They're taking like bulldozers and stuff to the to the uh, commune area. Like they're taking people's housing down. Like it's all out, just trying to destroy this place. Right before the scene, though, right before the police come, we get an amazing line by Keith David because he's telling him he's like telling. He's telling uh, Piper to like, hey, he's like, don't worry about it, man. Like, take care of your own. Like, you know, yeah. me, I, I follow that white line, like, you know, along the road, whatever. And then Piper's like, white lines in the middle of the road. That's the worst place to drive. That's right. <laughs> Dude, great line. Which is funny, again, because like for the most part up to this point, he's like, ah, you know, whatever. He's like, yeah, I believe in the American dream. Like, it'll, it'll yeah, work right. out. And... That's right. I forgot about that. He's so pro-America. But he, uh, he immediately is like... You know what? Never mind. I'm going full 180. And then yeah. we'll get even further here in a little bit. Um, yeah, I got to know what's going on at that church. Cue, yeah, cue the police riot. Yeah, the police <laughs> just tear the hell out of this place. And then they chase. They, they've they got the preacher and I think that burly guy. I think they've got him in that corner like yeah. just beating the those crap two, out of him. Yeah, so Gilbert tries to sneak those two out. Yeah. I, I feel like the mission is to get those two. Right. But in the meantime, they just destroy this camp anyway just, mm-hmm. for, just for good fun. But yeah, those two are like cornered. By several police just getting destroyed. Yeah, I got to assume they're dead too. Right, right? we like, don't ever see them again, so I assume they're those two have been. And killed. they wouldn't turn to the dark side, so no. I got to assume they got killed. Yeah, they're too they're too much of troublemakers. They got suicided. Let's put it that way. That's right. Uh, and then there's that one dude that comes running out. He's like scared to death, and Roddy kind of oh, the saves him. Yeah, even though those cops like clearly should have seen them running into that building. Yeah, it's like they. They like are stopping people, but they're not stopping people. It's yeah, really Which bizarre. Also, this is like one hundred percent escape from New York. Oh yeah, yep. Like Definitely. The, the 
when those night or the sewer dwellers or whatever pop oh, yeah. out, like grabbing people through the floors and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Roddy like he takes that guy into the room, and there's a few other people, and then that one dude's like smoking weed and just like yeah, what's he he's like? Well, World War Three yeah, out there. Somebody started World War Three. Yeah, just that, whatever, and then just smoking a joint. The day just kind of dissolves, and that's it. Like then, yeah, then all of a sudden they're back at the destroyed campsite. Mm. Back at the campsite, which I feel like there would be still be a police presence there, but maybe not. The church, by the way, that church is so awesome. Carpenter's got a great eye for like old, cool-looking churches, yes. like in Prince of Darkness as well. Absolutely. But anyway, the when they're back at the campsite the next day, like going through whatever trash is left, they Piper looks across the street and sees the church. It looks like it's been like burned, burned, right? Yeah. But then he goes inside and it's like totally fine. Well, yeah, the back like, room didn't get touched. Yeah, well, it did. It got emptied out. Yeah, they're like they stormed through it, but like I was like was waiting for everything to be like scorched earth. Yeah. It's just like oh no, they just burned the outside of the building. Just the outside. <laughs> just the facade. Bizarre. That's right. We just want people to think that this has been torched. Right. Um, so he breaks through that false, you know, front again, and then grabs a box and then takes off. Right, because he's thinking like, "Oh man, something must be Something's, something important is in here." Right, and he goes to that back alley, <laughs> and then he figures out that it's a pair of sunglasses, like Ray Bans, basically. Yeah. Like what and in the world? Clearly, very like okay. I don't understand. He keeps a pair. He keeps a pair. Buries the rest in the trash. Buries the rest in the trash and starts walking around. And then he's walking around. He's like, all right, well, I'll just throw them on. It's a sunny day. It is. I mean, I get it. I I have to wear sunglasses myself. I wear sunglasses even if it's a cloudy day. I I am always wearing sunglasses. I very, I'm like Corey Hart. <laughs> you wear them at night. I get oh, it. Yeah. I totally oh, yeah. get it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, no, I get it. And you, you got to wear them, but you put them on and mine don't make the world go black and white. Mine either. And I don't see subliminal messages on posters, billboards, magazines, TVs, radio stations. What a great, I, man, this was just so, this hooked me when I was little. I remember being like, oh man, this is a great idea. Like, oh yeah. I didn't even like fully understand the like implications of what was happening, but it was just so cool. Like once he, once those things went on, you know, you just saw the, you know, obey, you know, yeah. consume all that stuff. Like. I like the two. I like the one where the guy's got money, and it's like, "This is your god." Yeah, like, that's like, man, that's so great. Some very on the nose ones, but mm-hmm. still, it's like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you get it. You know, you see what see what's coming from, right. and he's obviously have he's freaking out because he's like, "What in the world's going on?" Right. And then we get the first appearance yeah. of one of these aliens at that magazine shop. What's your problem? Yeah, where you started? He just keeps <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> And these aliens are actually really rude. They are. Well, I mean, they like they like are very privileged and just like man, I think they like just run the world i mean they haven't been checked they have a lot of unchecked you know power so yeah. they're the what is it the one percenters or two percent or whatever the one percenters yeah i mean that's what they are so yeah the first couple interactions then he goes into that supermarket and again like he's very freaking out and then he finally kind of starts getting his bearings whenever he's out that <laughs> oh, check out it's like you real freaking ugly. Oh, that's you, right. You're okay. Yeah, you're you're okay. That man, that's great. He's got some great quote. There's that one too. He's like, "You look like uh something like some surgery went sideways." 1957 or yeah. something. I forgot what he says. Yeah, <laughs> dang. But at that point in time, then the aliens are like, "Okay, we got one that can see us here." So they start talking into their uh, mighty Morphin oh, Power Rangers walkie-talkies, right. calling back to Zordon. It's like that's right. They can see us. Um. And that's then, like painting per- or putting perfume on a pig. That's right. So then he goes outside and he's running away, and then the, the two cops stop him. Oh yeah, but they're not cops; they're alien cops. They're alien cops. And yeah, so they're like, "Hey, you're just as ugly as yeah you as as you are to us." And he's like, "Impossible." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's just got great line delivery. He does. Um, 
And there's a there's quite the tussle here. And then, yeah, Roddy beats him up at first. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, things have really escalated. Then he shoots both of them. Yep, and you die just like we do. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh man. Okay. Okay, he is to people outside of this. Yes. You killed two cops. You have murdered two people. Yikes! Not good. And two, this is two where aliens. I, two aliens. And this is where I said to like he just goes from zero to a hundred. That was my comment also. <laughs> like a flip has switched, and now he's just ready to murder like all these people. Goes into a bank with just like he doesn't even he doesn't even actually know that these aliens have bad intentions. No, he's only met one jerk alien, and how many jerk you know people are like live in the world like humans are there like, oh yeah he could have just met like a one bad one that's right the one one that happens yeah i mean i know like he's seeing all the messages and stuff but still it's like you you just instantly think you're gonna kill them yeah i know <laughs> like, right i mean those guys are still technically the police like bold choice it was i mean he ends up being right but still obviously yeah and then he goes into the bank for probably after grabbing that shotgun that's true the scene that, I, even if you haven't seen this movie, oh yeah, this is you've the quote seen this of, clip. This is the quote of all quotes. Yeah, it come to chew bubble gum. I'm not even going to do it because I wouldn't do it justice. I, you know, I wasn't going to either. You're right. That's just it's just too good. It's it's fantastic. But we will say, and it'll, it, it played at the beginning. Another one that I slept on until you're like, I love this quote. That oh, yeah, Mama Ma- don't like no tattletales. Mama don't like tattletales. Mama don't like tattletales. And, but then we find out that they can disappear. They can before he can shoot the guy. Well, also he. After he says his iconic line, he starts shooting people. He does. Like, well, I also <laughs> there's a bunch of humans in there. My favorite part about this, the the, fir- the first alien that shoots at him, it shoots at him, and oh, then yeah, it cuts to him. Yeah, and he like kind of ducks out of the way. Yeah. like he almost like he's dodging yeah, a bullet. There's n- yeah, there's no way. <laughs> and he's shooting but a he's shotgun in a crowded indiscriminately bank, indiscriminately firing that shotgun. That shotgun would kill so many people yeah. in that bank. Humans and aliens oh, alike yeah, it's scrambling. Just... <laughs> he has no idea who he's going to hit. Like... But thankfully, he's going on an alien killing spree. Yeah. So fortunately, no. I mean, again, we as don't know, we that, know. They're, that they're not that they're evil yet. That's so true. It's just like they look scary, but yeah, and they're real hoity-toity. Yeah. But yeah. So after the and then we then we see the human cop outside. Yes, and he's got a great. I I need to start using this, but with like my kids like need to you know go somewhere, I'm gonna be like beat your feet, beat your feet, beat your feet, man, beat your feet, get going, saves that guy. So That's he great. at least yeah, he's not he's not killing humans, right? Um, so then go to the parking garage now, randomly going to a parking garage, mm-hmm. and gal is walking to her car. Her name is Holly. Her name is Holly. Meg Foster. Meg Foster. What's Holly Thompson? Yes. Holly Thompson. That's a pretty name. It is. That's what, that's what he says. It's a pretty name. I've never, like, she, I mean, I guess she's not married, but, so. True. Meg Foster. Okay, so she has some iconic roles. She played Evil Lynn mm-hmm. in Masters of the Universe. She sure did. I remember her, like, saying, like, in an interview, she had to wear, like, this, like, 100-pound, like, <laughs> girdle or something to, like. Oh, this, God, like, yeah. She had, like. I think she had like an injury just from wearing the outfit, which is absurd. Wouldn't surprise me. She also has a, this is a super random role, but uh, she's in Jeepers Creepers 3. Oh, okay. That's like the old like grandma. Wow. But, and man, she's still got those same eyes, man. Yeah. You'd think somebody with eyes like that, you're like, they're wearing contact lenses. But I feel like she was still working even as like a, as like a year ago. I need to, hopefully she's still alive, but. I'm pretty sure I, I looked. The she other, is um, like, she, here, I can, I, she's she, done a bunch of like, you know. Still alive. Horror related films and. Still alive, born 1948. So she did the like uh, murder she wrote, you know, like that old circuit. She did all those like 80s shows, yeah. which is awesome. So, nope, still still going strong. Thank goodness. It's it's good to hear. 
I've always loved her just from this movie alone. But she, she's like, those eyes are piercing. They are. But there's just something like off-putting also about her. It is. It's very, she's very stoic the entire yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, you had a guy come out of nowhere. Yeah, she plays it well. She plays it well. Because you don't know what her intentions are, especially when she throws him out that window. Oh, God, yeah. That, was, that all happened so quickly. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, because he just, like, he makes her go to... <laughs> Her place. Yeah. It's like, are you married? I'm like, no, <laughs> lady, now's not a good day to lie to me. Right. So she takes him to her place. They go up, and he's just sitting there and just kind of relaxing for a little bit, trying to get his bearings, and tries to kind of connect with her a little bit. Yeah, he's trying. Um, but obviously, I mean, if somebody holds you at gunpoint, takes you, makes you take him to the house, like, you're not going to trust well, he, this person. Well, he, yeah, and he's, like, coming down, too, from because, like, they, we're led to believe that if you wear those glasses, you are essentially, it's like a drug. So like I'm assuming it's like his first time. Yeah. So he's kind of coming. He's crashing down after that high. Coming crashing down. And she's and she's uh, he's like you know we don't know like what she's, she's gonna call the police. She's gonna attack yeah. him. Like she's just gonna she's just thirsty. She, she just she's just thirsty. He tries to get her to put the glasses That's on. That's right. And then she she does a little reverse psychology. That's right. I want to see whatever you want me to see. And then she lets it out that she, that she works for the, the uh, TV studios or True. whatever. Whichever one that they he had heard referenced back at the old church. Yes. So he gets real excited. He does. <laughs> and then she immediately swats him in the back of the head and knocks him out of this high-rise like house, whatever, down this hill. Down a hill? Yeah, dude, it was... She hits him with that bottle. Yeah. And then, like, within, like, in the same move, also just whips him through a window. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Dude, it's like, and we have, like, an aerial shot. The film is, like, the camera's, like, in the ceiling looking down. It's like, man, that's awesome. It's reminding me of Black Sheep. I'm going down that hill. Yes. Just, yes. What in the hell was oh, that all about? Oh, little roots. <laughs> old strong. Dude, also, super random, like, funny part that mm-hmm. they threw in was, like, when they roll up. And, like, they're coming out of the garage, and, like, her, she clearly has, like, a gay couple living, yeah. living next to her. And, like, yeah. the first guy's, like, this guy's, like, kind of concerned. This guy's a stranger. He's kind of, you know, big. And then the, the partner comes over, and he's, like, oh, like, yeah. he's, like, good for you. He's, like, good for you. Like, I mean, I get it. Awesome. Rod's, like, lo- Rod's looking good. Yeah, I get I lo- it. I love it. The first guy's concerned. The other guy's, like, nice. I like him. Well done. Good for you, Holly. Good pull, Holly. Good pull. <laughs> so great. Oh man, yeah, but he so he's gone. He doesn't have his glasses anymore, and he's just kind of drifting. Which you would think, at this point, his I mean, his face is plastered everywhere. We see oh, yeah. like when he goes past that storefront. Oh yeah, they have like an early shot of him, or but, a younger picture. Like people are gonna be looking for him, but he just wanders around, like takes a snooze under a like yeah. a, a walkway. Nobody bothers him. Yeah, you think the police would be like out combing for him since he knows the truth. And what a horrible friend, I want to say friend, but like what a horrible thing to do. Like you met Frank, Frank took you in basically, helped oh. you, and then you go back oh, to the job yeah. site where you could easily get, like, get caught talking to him. Trying to rope Frank, Frank back in. Frank. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> like I, I Yeah, absolutely. Frank has a totally normal, because he knows that he's wanted for murder. Yeah. He's, and he's like, he's not ratting him out, but he's also not wanting to help him. I've had a real rough couple of days, Frank. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that's, I would say so. Then he ends up helping him out anyway. Yeah, and then like somehow Frank manages to get a week pay for him. Which what is he telling I his think supervisor? He's, I think he's like giving him some of his own money. Wow. Yeah, he's just a class guy. Yeah, I think he's like being like, "Hey, I know you're on the run. Yeah. Like, here's like a week's worth of my money, basically." 
plus your your one day of work. Yeah, he. I mean, he has no business being as nice to. And Frank's Friday's got. And Frank's trying to support a wife and child out yeah, of, out of state in Detroit. I think you're right. Yeah, the, the sawmills all yeah. dried up. Yeah, he's from Detroit. You're right. But yeah, so and so in the meantime, Roddy doesn't. Frank doesn't follow him at first. Then Roddy goes back to that alley. The sunglass box is gone, but it, the garbage truck is right there. Which, what? how oblivious are these garbage yeah, truck drivers? Yeah, what's happening here? They just drive off with so like, like they're dumping it. So he's looking for the box. He can't find it. He hears the truck. So we're to, led to believe he just missed this by seconds, right? So he he sees them closing the the the, the, the back of it, runs over, opens it up, climbs up. The we hear the truck drivers like arguing. Yeah, and then they just dump everything. Yeah, like... And then drive away? I don't understand what's going on here. What? Like, dump trucks wouldn't... Like, even if their back was on, they wouldn't lift that thing up. No. Like, what? I, and they wouldn't drive away. Like it's No, I don't understand It makes it. no sense. And they just keep driving. Like, they don't come back. Like, I, yeah. First time I saw this, I was like, oh, somebody's going to come back here in a minute yeah. whenever we have the next scene, like, going it's, on. Like, they're going to be like, hey, what uh, what's going on here? But no, they just lift it, dump it, and drive away. That's what happens in... Futuristic L.A. They dystopian uh, L.A. They go full Ron Pupil. They they leave it and forget it right. instead of set it and forget it. It's like they're arguing about something and like the guy's like, "I'll show him" or something. So I was like, yeah. "Did they see him in the back?" And they're just gonna dump him out, but with all the trash they've already collected. I mean, I guess I feel like you're gonna have to talk about that with your boss. Yeah, like, hey, super, how come you guys didn't have any garbage today? Super weird move. This the- alley, you wouldn't believe this. <laughs> Some guy climbed into the truck, but. Uh, yeah, I think after this, I, Frank comes back and they, you know, Roddy's trying to get him to put on the glasses, and they have a small argument about it. You know, either put these easy. on or start eating that trash can. <laughs> Not this year, that's, I, dude. That's like after the bubblegum line. That might be my favorite. I love, I love the reaction. Like the the fight goes on for forever. Oh, it's like what, like eight minutes? Yeah, or something? it's it's ridiculous. Like there's a bunch of false finishes and stuff. But the one yeah, part so I, that always cracks me up, Roddy grabs that. Two by four, or whatever, and swings it at Frank. Yeah, he, he knocks. Bust. He knocks that back of that window out, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry about that." Yeah, so he's like, "Is he apologizing?" Because he's like, "Oh man, I almost hit you with like a weapon." Yes, but Frank's got a bottle in his hand. I know. So it's like he's about ready to do the same thing. Like, I'm like, okay, you're just gonna beat each other up, and you know it's gonna. I just his reaction, like, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry about that." You know? Well, then like Frank breaks the bottle, and then like Piper laughs at him too, and then gets tackled to the ground. There's just so many. And then when like Piper tries to like low blow him, he's like, "Oh, you dirty mother! <laughs> you dirty mother!" You like you said, you called it totally oh. that South Park episode. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, if you haven't already, there's a South Park episode when the cripple. I know it's not right. It's not Timmy politically correct, but Timmy and Jimmy. The episode is called literally "Cripple Fight." It is where they take the fight from "They Live" and Timmy and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same fight. Pretty much exactly the same. So yeah. if you haven't seen that and you've seen They Live, or if you haven't seen either of them, you get, there's a... Go you, see them both. You can YouTube it, like, side-by-side comparison. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Absolutely. But yeah, like, they uh, Carpenter had gotten this idea from uh, John Wayne film, in fact. Oh. This fight scene, he was going to... Because there's, like, an epic fight scene in The Quiet Man. Mm-hmm. So he got, like, kind of the idea, and he was, like, he was just like, all right, I want you guys... To, this is what's going to happen, you know? And then Piper and uh, Keith David were like, you know what? Like, you know, Piper obviously is a wrestler. So, like, they were, I mean, I'm sure it's probably more Piper than, but anyway, they were like, we had, a, you know, an idea if we extended this a little bit longer, make it like an epic scene or whatever. So, the story is like, they just kind of did it. And Carpenter was like, dude, I love it. Like, <laughs> like, let's, all right, let's keep it going. Like, absolutely. Like, he, 
basically was just like you know like the perfect director and was just like yeah sure like this looks awesome hey john carpenter knows when he's getting gold and it's a great move because like even like you know brooks and his buddy they were just they were dying at this like oh, yeah. fight scene like this movie i don't consider it to be a comedy but there are so many scenes that are hilarious and this scene just freaking just oh my god it's so funny i feel like this is as close and like obviously big trouble i would i would say is more comedy oh, but like yeah this is as close to comedy yeah. as carpenter would get and this is like a big trouble vibe this whole scene yes. has a big trouble vibe big time like yeah. yeah like the unintentional humor and i remember something too he was talking to like the whole re- part of the reason too is like two people that are marginalize everything else like they're constantly fighting amongst themselves yeah. instead of working together too so like i that part okay whatever i i list it but then i think like you said like you just watching it for sheer entertainment value right. like oh my god when does this end and like what a great call on piper to like extend the scene yeah because it is like totally iconic now like, oh yeah if you're like okay what's like the most epic fight scene in a movie like this pops into my head easily like this is up there one of the best parts to me about it too is they get this lengthy fight scene. Finally, gets Frank to put on the glasses. Frank mm-hmm. sees what's going on. Yeah, and then they end up getting a room together and like yeah, staying up with so. like, ain't love grand. Ain't love grand. <laughs> I'm not. Piper, gonna... It's like Piper had a list of quotes he wanted to say. He did. He like brought a list and was just like, I want to say these lines some point in the movie. I'm not going to tell you when. I'm just going to drop them because some of them are out of left field. So they, I remember him saying, like, or as an interview he did, he's like, most of the stuff was like stuff he was going to use for wrestling promos. Yeah, he, I think I feel like he's used some of them. But it was ones that either he hadn't used or he used them before. And he's like, I got a list of sayings that he can, he was just going to throw in. So oh, I, that's awesome. Like yeah. 100%. The bubblegum one I know for sure. Yeah, was I, was one say, that yeah he, I do remember hearing that. He made that up for the. the for he the, was going to yeah. use it for wrestling. He was like, no, this is too perfect for yeah, this, this is movie. too good. Yeah, he's got some great lines, but some of them are just. And then we get another great line because they're at that hotel and uh, Frank's like, he's kind of like, you know, getting overwhelmed. He's like throwing out all these questions. He's like, I mean, who are they? Like, where where are they from? And Piper's like, well, they ain't from Cleveland. Yep. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> Again, if I'm Frank, like that's totally reasonable yeah, reaction. Like, right. dude, I do not need this right now. But when you got some answers. <laughs> dude, Piper's just, he's such a great, like, great, like when he gets like mad and like blows up at people. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do too. Well, what are you looking at, little fella? Or like, right. whatever that little thing was. I forgot. I, br- I butchered that one. Um, so they stay in the hotel to try and lay low for a little bit. But then Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert shows up. Reemerges, which I almost wonder, like, first time I saw it, I was like, maybe Gilbert's in on this. Like, maybe he ratted everybody out. And he was, oh, he thought he was. Oh, yeah. I thought that would have been an interesting twist. Well, I wouldn't have liked it as much. Well, we see Gilbert rocking the glasses. He's so rocking we know, the glasses. Like, oh, Gilbert. He's he's in on it. He and then he's like, "Hey, there's a meeting, eleven o'clock. Yeah, be there. Or be don't square. be don't be followed. Yeah, don't be followed." So they like, <laughs> I know they're trying to be inconspicuous going to the meeting, but the way that they walk, I'm like, if anybody was paying yeah. attention, like, uh, something's going on with those two. They're <laughs> they're wearing their sunglasses at night, as you said. It's always bugs me too that this, the doorman doesn't have the glasses on, but then. Because I said that to you when even when we were watching it the other Did he night. have the contacts in? That's my note. I was like, oh, yeah, they get the contacts yeah. at the meeting. So he's got the contacts. Yes. So ignore what I said. It's okay. The, the other night. That's ignore. okay. <laughs> we don't know that he has them, though. It's true. Like, it hasn't, it wasn't firmly established. He is just rocking a shotgun out on the streets of L.A. or whatever. Yeah. So. Which, you know, I mean. Bold move. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this, the whole meeting basically is like, we are, we're, we're doing not great here because numbers are down. 
We're not recruiting people. We're not able to break through the it, signal. He has a terrible speech. Like, yeah, it's it's just very downer. He's not a, he's not a good motivational. He's not. Speaker. He's not. He's basically, you guys suck, we, and you need to. We be got to do better. <laughs> Did you notice when they first roll up to this meeting? They're kind of meeting old friends or whatever. In the background, there is a group of children at this meeting. I did not. You can hear him. Talk, you can hear him talking in the background. No, too. I did not catch that. So, like, do these kids get killed in that raid? Like, well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, they definitely don't show us these kids. Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Oh, it, totally. There's Good another. Call. There's another John Carpenter. But when they first roll up to that meeting, if you go back and watch, there are kids in the background. I did not catch that. Yep. Because I again the first the time I saw, them. I was like, okay. Because there's a couple of things that they throw out. So first off, we hear that the numbers are down, things are not good, blah blah blah. You gotta be more careful, people. And then we hear um, the about the watch because they're like they can't figure out the watch, and the guy at the table mm. is just like the oh, guy the, looks like Keith David, yeah, yeah. But he's just like casually throwing out like, oh, this watch, blah blah blah. Like this is what they do. I'm like, okay, <laughs> great, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, so our our heroes get a watch. Yeah, our heroes get a watch, but nobody knows how to use it. True. So that's interesting. Doesn't even say it. that one's like broken or something or like. Yeah, because he's like, if you can figure out how to do yeah, this, right. that's, can, yeah, you're right. Because we don't know. We know they communicate through. Like it's, I, I don't know. They, right. It's kind of clunky with some of the stuff that they just like throw out in this meeting. Like, oh, here's the contacts. It's yeah, it's like the a, same thing. It but, reminds me of like uh, Bond going to like Q yeah. for his gadgets, but way worse. And they're like, he basically like, well, we got grenades, like we can do this. And and again, Gilbert, at least with this, he's like, that's not really going to do any good. Like, yep. they're going to get us. It's going to be no big deal. And mm-hmm. so they're all trying to come up with a battle plan because supposedly there's one satellite to that's rule right. them all. There's one, there's one important one, <laughs> and which it's is supposedly here in town. That's right, and it's the one that Holly Thompson works at. That's right. However, Holly Thompson shows up and says, she "Hey, does. nope, not that one. It's not that one. That one's not the problem." I've checked it out. Oh, wow. And Roddy is enamored with her for some reason. Mm-hmm. He's, He's like, I got to go talk to a friend. So, to quote the often underappreciated Beverly Hills Ninja, he's letting his little sword do the thinking. <laughs> Definitely. So. She's like, sorry, I tried to kill you. Yeah. He's like, ah, that's okay. <laughs> Basically, like, no big deal. Dude, what a great. Did you see the table of like 80s guns? Yes. Oh, my. I was in you heaven. love it. See all those Uzis? Oh, yeah. Keith, Keith David grabs an Uzi, of course. Great, Obviously. Great call. Yeah. But, like, the gun Piper grabs. Oh, so, like, just great, great 80s weapons on that table. How, like, okay, Roddy not knowing, he's clearly, you know, blindsided. He's 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 enamored with her. But how does Frank not be like, um, nobody's going to ask a question here. Like, she just showed up. Yeah. Who and is then this? the cops yeah, right? all, like, yeah. immediately. That explosion happens right, right when they're talking. Yeah. The people show up. I it, Somebody, I mean, if, if I'm Frank, like, uh, by the way, yeah. she's in on it. If you pay close attention, it's, she's clearly the uh, mole. Oh, yeah. Because, like... So the police come, they blow this up, basically shoot everyone that yes. we that we've met except I'm, for our two heroes. I'm like, I think the kids are in. I think the kids get killed too. It's, it's very possible. It seemed, didn't seem like many people escaped. No. So they run out. They leave, They get separated from Holly. Mm-hmm. Last time we see Holly is she's just kind of in the street by herself. Yeah, she just runs away, right? Casually. <laughs> so just keep in mind, she was involved. She was at this meeting mm-hmm. and ran away in a panic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so keep that in mind for the next time we see her. Yeah. But oh, this so this is this takes me back to the to the person. So yes, like, the person that I wanted to see if you saw. Okay. So so they leave this. So they run out of this meeting. They're getting chased. They run down a hallway or like an alleyway. Mm-hmm. Oh. And for a second, it's him. 
Al Leong. It's him. Is one is like yeah, part of the absolutely. It's him. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The part of the rebellion, I'll call it. Yeah, he's you like, see him for like a second. He's like firing machine gun. He runs down the alley. It's him, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's him. One hundred percent, it's him. Well, the, so the reason I asked earlier if there was makeup because there was one of those aliens when they started talking. Mm-hmm. For a second, I thought it was Dennis Dunn. Oh, interesting. I re- I was like, I sounded like him. I don't think it was. Like, I've never seen anything. Uh-huh. I didn't look that deep. But there was one alien that I was like. Which one? It was early on in the movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. I did, it was just like in passing. And then even the guy at the end, like the very, very end the that's laying there. guy? No, oh, the guy in the bed? Yeah, the guy in the bed. I was like, yeah. the way he says, like, it almost reminded me of. Interesting. I doubt it, but that's I funny. thought it sounded like Let's him. do some research. But yeah, it's great to know Ali Ong just rolled up for literally five seconds. Yeah, just and I fully believe he survived somehow. Oh, he did. Yeah, he absolutely he got survived. Out of it, even though we see Piper and Frank find like a dead end. Yeah, he's in, he's in. He's don't worry. He like yeah he ran out he he got out. He went and got a crunch bar. No, oh yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> he was scarred, so he joined up with Hans Gruber's gang after this. That's right. Um. So yeah, they're they're trapped. Frank and and Piper are trapped in this alleyway, and then Frank somehow manages to get the portal thing working. He, he, just by throwing the watch down, he didn't yeah, do anything. That's true. Yeah. He's like this thing doesn't work, and threw it on the ground. It's totally like a Bugs Bunny like yeah. black hole gag to it. And the funny thing is, is like that's not even how it works. Just the fact that the watch malfunctioned, it was like okay, like this is not working. Like here is a here's like a hole back to our you know. It's like your thing is like so. They didn't even use it right that way. And yeah. Just, they only got lucky because it broke and it took yeah. them back to like the, the... The main hub. The main hub, yeah. Studio 54. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So, so they happened to crash this like underground gala event basically with the aliens. And not all aliens. Like some of it's some yeah. people that have sold out. But basically yeah. it's... Profits are up. Everything's looking good. Mm-hmm. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden... Drifter Red, or Red from Back yeah. to the Future comes in. Oh, I didn't know you boys joined up. Yeah, last time we saw old Buck Flower here, yeah. he was getting taken by the riot police back yep. at Justiceville or whatever. Why Why shouldn't we have a little taste of a good life, you know? That's right. He sold out, man. <laughs> he did. And he's all... Can you blame him, though? No. The point he was in his life, do you blame him? No, not at all. Yeah. I totally understand that. Like, he didn't have a family. He didn't have... I mean, his... like. He had no will to live, obviously. Yeah, he was just, just hanging out, he was basically. sitting around watching TV. Waiting for TV. the clock to run out, right? yeah. So it's like, hey, you know what? I get it. Maybe that we... And we still don't know the aliens are all that bad. They're just... No. They're trying to kill people that are trying to kill them. If anything, this whole... The, actual, the, the end of this movie and the fact that it goes as far as it did is 100% on the aliens because they just let him wander around yeah. with these two. Maybe they're not that bad. Giving the tour... And he like they asked her like well, what do they want they're like well they just want to help out and they're part of a gal you know part of the yeah what was the their reason they they like they basically take resources right yeah they suck a planet dry and then they go somewhere else and... I, I'm, I'm gathering that's what it is but they can't do that in other places because they're basically human like they're like right. human like aliens so there's nowhere else to actually do that yeah and there's a throwaway line about they're polluting the environment mm. so they can get their environment or the the um, atmosphere more like their home planet. That's right. That's right. But again, it's like I mean, yeah, they're doing that, but too much of that '80s hairspray. I guess. I mean, they're putting a hole right in the ozone layer. That's right. I don't. I don't know. But again, it'd be great if like the Australians showed up and just like <laughs> just started like taking out all the aliens. Good day, mate. They're like you're killing us. Yeah, you're killing me, mate. <laughs> so 
He's yeah. He's giving him the whole tour. He shows where the aliens come in at. There's like this underground like portal thing. <laughs> he was definitely the Chris Farley limo driver from yes, Westworld. He shows them way too much. Everything and nobody, like I said, <laughs> nobody's questioning it. He, Carpenter totally did this on purpose. This is hilarious. Like it's not even like this isn't lazy. This is freaking hilarious <laughs> that he's just telling you all this stuff about mm-hmm. the aliens. I love every second of it. That's right. It just leads him right to yep. everything. And then he leads him to the anchor room. I fr- oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> it shoots. This is like big trouble. They sh- Oh, yeah. They shoot the the two anchors. It's like, oh, it's bulletproof glass, soundproof glass. So it's like, okay, well, that's convenient because you just fired off two guns without thinking that yep. through initially. And Red's like, oh, I'm just trying to, you know, you guys ought to do this. They're in control of everything. And they're like, nope, we're not doing this. So they are... They're hell-bent on storming the castle here and destroying that satellite. 100%. They go like full like Duke Nukem here. That's right. This is just a raid on the tower, and they just go mowing through every floor. <laughs> Sorry to inconvenience you. <laughs> we didn't uh, We didn't even call out the Ghostbusters props. I didn't notice it. We didn't it? notice no. it? The, so when they're in the basement, those security guards are holding the... The meter. Oh, the Egon, the e- oh, the, the Egon the PKE meter. meter. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. With like you're the right. bars going up and down yes, left and right. right. I was like, dude, that they just 100 yes, right. were like, hey, can we borrow this? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's true. Dude, it's 100 percent. It's, it's it was. like a, it's like a radar for them because they can tell like what floor of the building they're on. With yeah. That. Dude, I was like, oh my god, they didn't even try to like make it look different. No, it's <laughs> it was exactly. Oh, no, you're right. I love it. So yeah, they're just they're blowing through every floor trying to get to the roof because they figure out the satellites on the roof. It's a good place for a satellite. It is, and they're they're shooting everybody that comes in. That's alien. They yep, true. They find Holly, Holly Thompson yeah, amidst Holly. all this. They're, so they're in. So was she wearing the same outfit? I wasn't paying no, attention. I don't think so. I don't think she was. I don't think she is. So she had time to go change. I can't confirm that. I need to, we need to research that. But any either way, she went from the raid. To the studio. Mm-hmm. That she said it wasn't at. That Right. She said it wasn't at. Like, right then and there, Roddy Piper should be very suspicious. Yeah, but he's not. Nope. Neither is Frank. He's just enamored and he's good. He to be fair, gun. Frank doesn't even know about her, though. That's true. Roddy didn't tell her. So, it's it's all on Roddy. Roddy got Frank killed. He did. Because Frank, they're, they're getting ready to get to the top after all this gunfire and all this excitement. Mm-hmm. She takes a gun out, puts it to Frank's head. And we hear the gunshot, so we know what happened. We didn't see his death. We did not see his death. So in movie in movie world, and especially John Carpenter movie world. John Carpenter movie world. Well, John Carpenter, he's probably dead. But well, in normal movie world, Frank, we can't we can't guarantee Frank's death. But this is an optimistic ending for a John Carpenter movie. So Super maybe optimistic. He, so he may not have. Super optimistic. Yeah, maybe Holly, like shot him in the leg. It's possible. I mean, I think we're led to believe she killed him, but we didn't see it. She definitely killed him, but... Yeah, so then Roddy gets to the roof, he's got the tower, mm-hmm. or he's got the satellite, there's a helicopter there, like, wanted, wanted to shoot him. Yep. Which, then, why would they not shoot him? Yeah. They're, the, they're not out anything. He's the, a fugitive from the law, like... The guy had the shot. Put him down. But he had to wait for Holly to get there and try to talk him out of it. Yeah, and there's a very dramatic, you know, shot, shot, every, you know, everybody ends up dying, but he takes out the satellite. Takes it out. And everybody can see the aliens for who they are now. That's right. That one dude sitting at the bar is always my favorite. Just the way it's like, yeah. <laughs> the way he's Like that guy, that guy, like he's the opposite of the aliens. Like he wants to live like in the human world. He's like yes. at the sports bar. Like, Go along, get along. Yeah, yeah, that guy was actually like, okay. He was. <laughs> Everyone else. You can That's right. That guy was just trying to live his best life. So That's he, right. 
And we get, like we said, this is an optimistic view because he took the satellite down. Supposedly, there was only one satellite for mm-hmm. the entire world. Well, we can tell right Terrible away. Terrible plan. Yeah, right. Like, right. you think maybe it's like the East Coast, West Coast. Like, no, just like the entire world. Everybody can see him. They can see it in the news anchor. They can see it in the politician talking on TV. <laughs> they can see it in the bar. They can yeah. see it in the bedroom. Like, the, the So, yeah. So, I feel like we are left with, like, hey, the humans figured this out. They're going to take care of business. Yeah. The big thing that I, like, I forgot Piper shoots uh, Holly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, man, for whatever reason, I just didn't remember that happening that she way. She had it coming. She, yeah, he took his moment to take her down. I I don't blame him. He, man, he was betrayed. He was betrayed. But. What if, like, on her death, she's like, I didn't kill Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't shoot him. I pretended to yeah. shoot him. And I, now you've shot me. I, you shot me. <laughs> You shot me right She's in the like, arm. Frank's in the escape pod, and I programmed the satellite to fail it. In 15 the minutes. building's rigged to blow. We yeah. can make it together. The funniest thing is, like, Piper shooting it with a pistol didn't actually blow it up. It was Holly, like, sabotaging That's it before. That's true, yeah. It's like, oh. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Man. Yeah, because in the helicopter, it does shoot him, right? Like, yeah, the oh, yeah. sniper in the helicopter yeah. takes him out. Yeah, that's right. So, Roddy dies. Frank dies. Roddy Holly doesn't even dies. know he saved them. He like doesn't technically know. I mean, he That's sees true. the explosion, but like, who knows? Like, did, right. did it work? I shot it with a pistol, but he did it. He did it. He did it. And that's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty concise. John Carpenter's They Live. Oh. How you doing, boys? I didn't know you'd been recruited. Welcome aboard. Earth. They Live. What that's a, right. Just what a great title. It is. Yeah, it's a very concise film. Like this thing is like. You think it was an hour 30? Like, even that? This thing just flew by. Yeah, hour 30, hour 40. It goes quick. Oh, my goodness. It flew by. I was having such a great time in the theater. That thing was over and done with before you knew it. I definitely enjoyed it more watching it in theaters, too. Not that it's it's bad watching at home, but it's a lot more fun in a theater. Yeah, the atmosphere. And, like, that dude sitting next to you was just, man, he was loving everything. He, like, infectious, infectious excitement. Because, like, every time there was an action, he's like, oh, here we go. And I'm, like, just like that, too. He's just laughing. Which, there's times that I'm like, God, that drives me nuts. But at the same time, like, you know what? Hey, good for him. He's enjoying the movie. That guy was having a great time. He wasn't being, like, disruptive. Not at all. He's just having fun. Yeah, like, I, I, I liked it. I'm all for that. That's totally fine. Me too. So good. All right. All right, well, let's do initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. I Every time I watch this movie, I enjoy it more and more. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the lines, obviously, are fantastic. But just, it's a John Carpenter movie. And the older I've got, the more I'm like... I don't know that I'm going to say this and be like universally comfortable saying this, but I don't feel like there's a bad John Carpenter movie. Oh yeah, I mean even the ones that like aren't great by like normal standards mm-hmm. still have their like you know still have their their beats, their Carpenter, you know what he's known for, and they're they're usually pretty fun, even if you like think they're yeah you know what's the word I'm looking for here like silly uh, schlocky yeah you know. schlo- yeah like schlock that's right he's like the king of schlock I think they call him. Which I, is ridiculous. But even that, like, like you showed me, you told me about vampires. We watched in the oh, Mouth yeah. of Madness Absolutely. together. I want to rewatch Mouth of Madness. I've like, gone back and watched both. Of them. I like them better the yeah. second and third time I've gone back and watched That's them. Like, they're, they're still not as good as oh yeah early eighties. All Carpenter. Carpenter movies. The more you watch them, they just seep into your brain. Yeah, and you just like they are a great time. I have not seen the uh, the Invisible Man oh, one well, with Chevy Chase. That one Chase. I have, <laughs> That one I haven't seen. That, that one might be great. the exception. But. That was like his studio film, so like wasn't even. Yeah. His hands were kind of tied with that one. It wasn't even like his like that wasn't like his ultimate vision. So. But. And he's working with Chevy Chase. Yeah. But anyway, I've f- thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Same, same with me, man. Just like I'm with you. Like it just gets a little bit better every time. Just like I don't know. So, we, you know, we were we both grew up wrestling fans, so mm-hmm. there's something special about Piper being in it. Mm-hmm. He's just so great. Like he's got, like you said, great lines. Keith David, also another Carpenter staple. I feel like he's just he's great. He's a great like wingman yeah. for him. The like the look of Mick Foster, just very memorable. Mm-hmm. The alien masks, awesome. Like the and then like with the the shades, yeah, great little uh, and device you, there. You see it still, like people put like obey and oh yeah, and all stuff. the time. Like, that stuff's all the time. everywhere. Somebody, someone, someone did that with Nancy Pelosi. Oh, it, like, it was like she was <laughs> got her. It was like a. It was like one of those short series, like talking at the like at like the lectern. That's awesome. And then they like show this, like they show the glasses going up, <laughs> and it's one of the aliens. I was like, oh, that is that's mean spirit. I love it. That's mean spirit. That's okay. But yeah, it's yeah. She's she's old, so it was like she, she was right. a, she was, is old. She was an easy target. That's she, that's true. She already kind of looked. You could like, do, yeah. You could do that with McConnell. You could do like, yeah, yeah. You could right, do that with yeah. McConnell. You could do it with Pelosi. You exactly. Could do it with most most right. all of them. Yeah. Any old politician. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Good deal. MVPs. MVPs. Let's say right now it was obviously Piper, but right. you can't you can't take Piper. You you go first. It's your okay. house. I, I I defer to you. Well, if I'm got if I got the next pick, I'm going Keith David. Mm-hmm. That guy was just great. He was a great like wingman with Piper. Like their like interaction, their yeah. back and forth. Like he those purple shirts that he wore. Just like he was great, man. He yeah. he had the chops. Like there's not many people that could go toe to toe with Piper in a fight too and make it believable. But like I totally believe like Keith David could you know hold yeah, his own in a fight. Enough, yeah, right. Exactly. He's big. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I totally believed it. Plus his temperament. You think so? Oh yeah. Like that. He's he's yeah. a fighter. He showed us early. He showed us early. He's not one to be messed with. So yeah, I just like I just think he gave it like some real gravitas. Yeah. And like yeah, Carpenter obviously trusted him. You know from his work in the thing. So yeah. I'm he, no, he I'm there great. with you. He was um, great. I had a hard time. It's between two people for me. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it to Gilbert just because I like I like the way Gilbert's great. I love him I, and I love that actor too. I like he's he's he, a, he's in a few John Carpenter movies. But oh, he's in a bunch. He's he does a lot of good stuff. I almost gave it to the Drifter for just yeah, the Buck, last scene alone. Yeah, Buck Flowers. Yeah, yeah how he We're, like he's rich now. Yeah, just the way he's like giving the tour and how full of himself. But I still got to go with Gilbert because Gilbert's a great pick. Heart That's, of gold. That speech in the meeting, the rebellion meeting. That speech is like a plus material. Yes. Yeah. Like, I just love he's so disappointed. We're not people. Look at these numbers. We're doing terrible. <laughs> it's like his disappointment. Just like, man, like he had me believing. He had me believing that the numbers are down. That's right. Like, we're being too sloppy. <laughs> you got to clean it up. What are you doing with this? Oh, man. What is his name? Peter, J- or no, Jason. It is. Peter Jason's. Peter Jason. Peter Jason. Peter Jason. Still Gosh, alive, too. Dude, we need to do Prince of Darkness this Halloween. Yes. Because man, I love his little like trumpet. I forgot he's got his a little cameo. He's been in a movie we've cut co- another movie we've covered. Oh, what? what was it? Uh, one that neither one of us were super high on, but it was a fun one that we did already. We've we've covered it. Yes. Ooh, give me a uh, give me a year. Ninety five. Ninety five. Peter Jason's was in it. It's like a very like you wouldn't even associate oh. him with this movie. Oh man, The Fugitive. No, I don't know. It was Golden one that we, huh? Golden Eye. No, we covered it because there was a new movie that came out on HBO. It was in theaters too. It was a new movie that came out that is a not a reboot, but it's a it's a video game movie. A video game. Fighting 
video game. Mortal Kombat. He was in the Mortal Kombat. He's like one of like he's Sha- Shang Tsung is pretending to be that his agent whatever. Oh. He is it's the guy that's supposed to like train Johnny Cage like, hey, you know, if you're oh, looking for this tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the very him. beginning. Yep. Yes, you're right. Holy I totally cow. forgot about that. Holy cow. I know, right? It's such a small part. Isn't he in like one of the escape movies too? Is he in Escape from LA? Escape he's from- in Escape from LA. He's in yeah. Chuck. He's in Chuck the he's TV in, show? He's in Chuck the TV show. I'll be darned. How right? about that? Okay, really got around. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy rules. So yeah, I gotta give it to Gilbert regardless. Like good choice. Great actor. Love it. I can't wait to break down his uh, his mouth trumpet when we hit Prince of Darkness. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give it like 15 minutes of attention. Just <laughs> I want to break it down. Because like, he's hitting the high notes. Like It's like very impressive that oh, he's, yeah. that's his mouth and not an instrument. He's in the mouth of madness. Oh, my. Yeah, I he's, just in every, he's probably just in every Carpenter movie. I, I'm sure he has to be. Anyway, I could go on. It's neither here nor there. Yes. What scene? Would you show somebody from this film? Oh, let's see. What scene would I show? I want to just... My mind says the fight, but then it's like, we don't, we're don't. we not getting a flavor of the aliens. So, let's see. I'm going to say... I'm going to go with... Uh, I've come here to, to chew bubblegum and kick yeah. butt, because you get to see the... He's got the glasses on. You see the aliens freaking out. You see the wristwatch. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he can see us. You know, we're at blah, blah, blah. It gives you a good flavor. It's a great scene. Gives you a little flavor of the movie and the aliens and him like just going after oh, shooting, yeah. shooting the aliens. Yeah, I, I, the only that's the number one for me. Number one, and then the next, I would say, is him in the supermarket, right when he's like still mm. figuring things out too. And yeah, <laughs> you, the real freaking ugly. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's pretty good. That kind of stuff is hilarious too. Let's see, I can't remember what he calls that lady. He's like formaldehyde something. Oh yeah, there you go. But no, either one of those I feel like is top notch choice. I was just listening to something today where it was like they created that, they made that grocery store from scratch. Oh. Because it would have been too expensive to, that's why it was so small too. Okay. It would have been too expensive to like remove things and put the new things on. So yeah. they just like set up like a little, they just made like a little, little. Uh, Money well spent. Yeah, right. That's what I say. I would say the, deten- the attention to detail was phenomenal because there's a lot of back and forth. That's what turns me on about you. <laughs> Your attention to detail. There's a lot of back and forth. And like everything's in the right order, mm-hmm. and like they just and lines like, up with the advertisements. Yep. and like it's even the smallest little things have like yep. you know like consume or whatever on there. Like I just like it was a really good job. Nope, I'm I right there with you, man. My hat's off to you. That's right. All right, should we do Richter scale ranking? Let's do it. All right, let's make sure that I don't stop recording because I'm really good at doing that. Let me pull up the rankings here. Okay. Let's have you go first. Okay. I always go first. Um, I am going to give They Live a 4.6. 4.6. I'm going to put it below GoldenEye, but above Kindergarten Cop. All right. So let's see. They Live. So that puts it at number 57 for you. Yes. All right. 57. Okay. That's pretty good. I feel like even two years ago, it probably would have even been lower on my list. So this thing's just going to... Yeah. If, if we do this again next year, I bet it yeah, goes up higher. Yeah, it again, it'd go up higher. Yeah. So this is film number 93. Mm-hmm. So 57 and 93, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I, I'm right. I'm comfortable with it. What uh, Brooks already, I forgot. Brooks gave 5. it a 5.9. Okay, so 5.9. Okay. So 5.9. If it would have been the top 5.9 on your list, it would have been a 12. So that's, that's pretty good. Strong. From, from the Brooks man. Okay. I am going, let's see, where did I put this thing here? I gave it a 5.6. 
I'm going to put it in between Great Outdoors and Footloose. Mm. I'm a huge fan. So it just missed top 25. I got it at 26 right now. Solid. 5.6. I just freaking love this movie. It's yeah. just like fun. It's not supposed to be a comedy. I feel like it's definitely got comical parts, but it's just so fun. I know. I'm right there with you. And like I said, this just keeps climbing higher and higher in my book. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, rightfully so. All right. Let me save that. We didn't. We we're gonna. Hey, we're gonna peek behind the curtain here. We didn't even talk what we're doing about next well, week. Well, right? we we did. If you remember, I asked did you. We? I asked you for a favor. After oh, yeah, after yes, last yes. week. So. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be a little bit somber here, everybody. We're, we're taking it. We're taking it way back. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but for good reason because yeah, you had you had a rough you had a rough go of things last last week. Peek behind the curtain. I've I've mentioned my do- my pups. Josie and Taw. Um, Taw very unexpectedly passed away. Uh, we were working. It was a couple weeks. Uh, got just got sick. Didn't get better. Didn't didn't make it. So pretty pretty devastated at the at the cash household. But I ask you for a favor if we could. We're going way back, mm-hmm. back into the '60s to cover a John Wayne flick that we got his name from, The War Wagon. Yeah, baby. So this will be our first John Wayne. This wouldn't even have been my first John Wayne movie. When we cover, because we were going to cover John Wayne at oh, some for point. Sure. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We, this wouldn't have been my first choice, but we'd make an exception either way. Yeah, but. given the circumstances, gonna gonna honor our big buddy. Talk. That's right. It's a great reason. So I, I feel terrible because I always used to like kind of mess with them. I'd always tell him like Josie was my, you know, I'd be like, oh, Josie's my girlfriend, and Ta would be like, pet me, pet me, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I would eventually come around, but I used right. to kind of like mess with them that way. So like last time I was there, I felt like I did that to him, and I'm just like, oh god, like why did I? <laughs> Why did I? That was the last time I saw him. I, you know, pretended I like Josie better. Like, uh, oh, it's he was it's gonna stick with me forever. He's he's an acquired taste. So if people that are dog lovers, like he was a big hundred pound lab, just big dumb happy animal. Dude, he was like the nicest guy. Though. He's like, super nice. Yeah. Did not know spatially where he was no, at half no, the time. No, but he was a sweetheart. Like, he, he uh, yeah, we're we're all pretty. My my daughter's finally figured it out because she's like, oh, he's he's you know he's gone. Blah blah. Like yeah. So, so every time she mentions it, you know we're. Yeah. I don't cry much, but I definitely I, I broke yeah, down last I, week. There's no, yeah, there's no shame in that. He was a good pup. He, he, people only don't like those dogs if they're like mean or like aggressive. Right. But like Todd was truly just like a, just a good boy, sweetheart, all the way around. He he passed away Saturday morning. I went yard later that that's day. That's right. So. You hit, oh, that's right. We didn't even make that connection earlier. So it was, I'm glad we waited. Absolutely, that was meant to be. That it was, was for perfect. him. So anyway, like I said, not we're not we won't be a buzzkill next week, but that's just. Right. To honor War Wagon, honor the pup. We're going to cover the War Wagon. That's right. John Featuring Todd Jackson, Todd Jackson, and right. Kirk Douglas. Good stuff. Yeah. So this will be a fun one. We're going way back. People are like, "Who?" Yeah. So <laughs> my dad, my dad gets it. My dad's like, "Oh yeah, I know this." Oh ones. yeah, this will be. We'll be excited. Yeah, this is for our uh, fifty to seventy-two demographic. That's right. So yeah, so we got one coming for you guys. Absolutely. Um, in the meantime, though, nothing else too crazy. I don't and have any other parting shots. I don't know if you did or didn't. Uh, I don't think so. I got some good feedback on Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. A lot of <laughs> Zach chimed in. Was like, oh yeah, I'm doing a. I do a lot of Ace Ventura quotes as well. <laughs> he said that was actually. We remember when we way back when we let him sit in on the uh, Wayne's World episode. We let him pick, and he said I almost chose Ace Ventura. So it that was like one and one a for him. So. We'll have to do it again. Maybe we'll do it with Nature yeah. Calls because oh, I yeah. feel like the three way with the comedy. I talked to him about that, and he said he actually isn't as familiar with uh, Nature Calls, so that might be a good opportunity Perfect. to bring him in. So okay, and he said that he. That I'm just remembering all these things he told me. Did you know when Ace Ventura came out, there was a Taco Bell tie-in like promotion? Did not. So he had like a. 
I forgot what it was. Something that he hung from his mirror. That mm-hmm. was like the Taco Bell tie of Ace Ventura. I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't remember that either. I didn't even know it was a thing until like after. Nope. Until the second one was coming out, which was only you know a year later. But. Right. Because I remember watching them really closely, like back to back. Like I saw one like on VHS and then watched the second one in the theater. I did not realize that. So yeah, fun fact. Zach is just always full of fun facts. He is. But yeah. We don't pay him enough. We really don't. <laughs> we really don't. Well, I suppose if nothing else, as always, God bless and God bless America. That's right. See ya. Book of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy red. Well. Bye.